What is uh, Ada? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chantal. It's me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. We've got a whole bunch of people waiting in the wings to come by and show you their project, whether it's an event or 3D printing or soldering or coding or new products or more. Or maybe you built a, a, a successful Kickstarter off a uh, thing like Adafruit's Feather, an yeah. open source spec and stuff. So we have yeah. just about everything going on tonight. That's right. So uh, let's get right into it. We're going to be here till 7.55, and we yeah. got to go over to do Ask Engineer. So let's start with Kevin from DigiKey's back. We missed you. Yeah, Kevin was I on vacation. And I have been on show and tell, but I was watching it. All right, that, that's still fine. That was good. Yeah, it, it was good. It was good. All right, well, welcome back. What have you been up to? So what I've been up to, I got this new board uh, recently. I mean, you guys may have heard of it, the, the new Funhouse. Woo! Yes. So I had some fun with it. Uh, my wife and I were talking about how our kids always dig in our closet and find their Christmas presents, Easter presents, eh. you know, holiday gifts or birthday eh. presents. Yeah. So I set up an alarm on here that when the door opens, it will ha. alarm. Ha. And then it'll go over through Adafruit IO. It'll send me an email and a text message. Aha. <laughs> and it's very simple. Using Adafruit I.O. and all the, the features of the board running CircuitPython. Okay, so and you have to have the display say, no presents for you. You've lost, lost <laughs> I don't have anything on the display yet, but I should. A big a big circle with a cross through with a present. Yes, no great. presents. But yeah, I got just got a text. You know, I, I didn't spend a lot of time getting this up and running. Uh, it was that easy. And I got a text that the door zero is equal to zero. Yay. So, yeah, this was inspired by the, this was inspired by the DigiKey house project that we did a few years ago with yeah. DigiKey's IO service, and it was like really cool to have a little a house that you would like decorate and like make into an IoT project. So I was like, okay, let's do something similar to that, but like have it be a PCB, but like designed specifically to make it really easy to do home automation. Yeah, and th this you can hook up using IFTT or there's you know many other services. It, it's simple to hook to your home internet, you know, you just use the, the secrets.py folder and connect it to your internet and the world is open. Okay. Do they play uh, any of the things like uh, Minecraft or Roblox or any of that stuff? Do they, do they do that as well? My kids? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you yeah, know, Roblox. with all the IFTT stuff, you could also have it. So if they open it up, it deducts money from their accounts. Oh, I like that. Or you could do it so if they the longer they wait the what, the longer they wait the when they open it that's you know the more they get so there's a lot of things that we now that you can kind of attach smarts to anything and then have it trigger and do something and all these services you can glue um, I have a lot of bad ideas but that's just one idea <laughs> I don't think that's a bad idea I'd like to hear some of your bad ideas someday all right bad ideas all, all right, right. Well, thanks for by and we'll be in stock at Digikey real soon we're making them. Right now, we just got some parts in. It's a global yeah. part shortage, so it's a, it's a fun time to build electronics, but we got a shipment in of, of tasty yeah, parts. I've heard about this little in. part shortage. It's We're going to turn into Adafruit goodies. That's what we do here. All right. Well, it's All right, exciting. Thank you. Thanks, Take care. All right. Next up. Hello, hey, Sherry. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hey. So I'll do a mini intro for Sherry, but then, you know, say stuff about yourself. I've known Sherry through the my entire maker movement career. So we were at Make Together, Sherry, uh, founder of Maker Fair, and just someone fantastic to work with, and uh, brought so many people together. And I haven't seen Sherry in a really long time, but normally we see each other, but it's good to see you virtually right now. And you can't can't stop you. You're doing an event, right? This is what you're here talking about? 
Absolutely. Um, it wouldn't be a May without a Maker Fair, right? So we're doing a um, Maker Music Festival. And, uh, you know, we did a little one back in Sebastopol in 2018 with 25 makers as a, as a um, benefit for a local makerspace. And it was so wonderful, like music and making and electronics all go together. And why don't you play the video and then I'll fill That's in right. some details. Yeah, video. Thanks. All right, that was like a 20, 30 show and tells all in one. What's going on there? Yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing. The pandemic has really allowed us to pull together this global music maker community. And um, we picked up on some of the work that we did last year on an imaginary place called the Cameron Row. And this time we designed it a little bit more for the web um, instead of being more theatrical. And we'll have about 10 to 12 buildings. Eight buildings are curated and there's 15 to 20 makers in each building. The curators are Acoustic out of the UK, uh, Make Me out of France. Um, we have uh, Bella from the Bella platform. Makey Makey has a building. MakerNet out of the um, Asia Pac maker area. We have the Center for New Music in San Francisco has a building. And CCRMA from Stanford has a building. And Dogbotic has a building. And there's about three other, three other buildings with different things. So. Next week I'll show a little more, but it's actually a wonderful gathering and it's going to live on. So it's free. It'll be at makermusicfestival.com. We open it up because we're a global event. I think it'll open up 7 p.m. on the 14th. So it'll open on the morning of the 15th in the Asia Pac region and it'll just stay open and we'll have 20 hours of live programming throughout the weekend. Okay. And that's what I have. Yeah. Right. And we'll see you next week. And we're also doing, uh, hoping to get the word out on our shows and our blog and all that stuff. So. I love it. Thank you. You guys are great. Okay. Good Thank to see you, Jerry. Jerry. Yep. Got right. a bunch of people. Yeah, so two to three minutes per person. Yeah, we're doing good. Please. We're still good on time. So next okay. up is Sean. Hello, Sean. And what you got going on? Hi. Uh, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, so uh, this is a Motobit. 
Um, and as you mentioned, it's an Adafruit Featherwing that's a research grade biometric sensor. Um, and it's open source and the data is 100% owned by the user. And we're running a Kickstarter campaign right now. Uh, we have about eight days left currently, um, and uh, it's going really well. But uh, if anybody is stoked on sensing signals from their body and not giving it to the largest corporations in the history of the world, um, uh, you know, I would love your support. Um, and uh, I, I would love to change the face of biometric sensing going forward. Um, the, the idea behind it is that it's really easy to use, so you take the Yamoto bit and stack it with an Adafruit feather, like so, um, and then use the slots built into the PCB to add a strap in whatever orientation you want. Um, so this one is a nice size strap to fit on my finger, but you could also stick it on your arm or print a 3D case and stick it on your leg or your head or whatever you want. And then immediately start streaming biometric data from your body. Um, so you can see a number of different signals coming off my body right now. Um, you'll probably see my um, electrodermal activity spiking from time to time because I'm pretty excited about uh, being here. Um, and you'll see my heart rate uh, fluctuating, probably mostly going up um, as re uh, represented in these uh, wiggly PPG lines here. There's an accelerometer, a gyroscope, a magnetometer, uh, a local body temperature sensor, and you can record data directly to the SD card built into the Emotibit. Um, this looks awesome. All right, so they go to emotibit.com, and that's where you can sign up and back it and get more info? That's nice. awesome. Yeah, and if anybody in New York or in Reno, Nevada wants to collaborate on a Maker Music Festival piece that's sensing signals from the body and Ooh, making music out of it, tie together. I would love to. All right, thank All right. you, Sean. That's awesome. And uh, just one other thing. It's always good to see people able to take this Feather ecosystem and then do something with it. You already hit your goal on Kickstarter like four or five times over, so congratulations and thanks for picking Feather to do it. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right, next up, Trevor. Hey, Trav. Hey. So, what do you got cooking this week? All right. So I've been working on the uh, PyLeap app. Uh, and if you're unaware about the PyLeap app, it's an app that lets you program uh, uh, in fruit boards with the NR52 chip uh, uh, on your iPhone. Hopefully, you know, we might, we might do it for Android, but who knows? We'll see what the future holds. But right now, I'll show you the app itself. Here it is. Do you see it? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so I'm just going to play that really quickly. So right there, we're able to uh, display the uh, PC, I'm sorry, the, the Sega Playground Bluefruit uh, on our peripheral grid. We're using the RS, RSSI uh, to filter out peripherals around the phone just so that, uh, you know, like if it's used in the classroom, uh, it won't pick up like 20 boards. It'll just pick up the boards that's uh, in its vicinity. So, you know, working on that. Uh, right now, I have a gate. Well, at the time of this video, I had a clue uh, halfway across the room, and it didn't pick it up. So that's working just. That's great. It's working out. Oh, yeah. All right. Sometimes you don't want to have a clue. <laughs> that's true. Uh -huh. All right. So there. So I clicked on uh, clicked on the uh, peripheral, and now it's connected. So here you're able to uh, edit a uh, uh, edit your code right here. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah. So. Uh, 
yeah. And in the corner, in the upper right-hand corner right here, you're able to uh, also have like a bunch of examples where you can kind of just have it. Ha well, you'll have a set of examples, and then you'll be able to edit it and then send it to your to your board. So you can basically edit on the fly. And that's right, basically more working on. Exciting on the yeah. on the go programming for people yes. who don't necessarily have an extra computer, or if you just want to wirelessly program a circuit Python board, it's going to be really cool. There you go. All right, All sweet. Right. Thank you so much. Nice for work, Trev. We'll continue to uh, show our work and progress as we do this. We're really excited about it. A lot of people have phones and mobile devices, don't have computers, but we want to get people to program. So this is going to be one of the many ways. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Trev. Trev. No All right, next up, Melissa. What's Hello. Up? I have a uh, fun house here hooked up to this fan with the motion sensor. Yeah. And you can see it turned off. Oh, I just moved. What I have, <laughs> what I have it doing is the timer on it will actually reset as it uh, senses motion. So if I hold still here. Hold still. Hold still. It'll okay. turn now. on. And then I can move. move. And I just have it set for five seconds at the moment. Okay. Uh, so I have this like little timer on here that you can see kind of count down. Is it, if I can hold yeah. it still enough? Okay, so turn it off three seconds. Two, one, off. And it turns the fan off. Okay. And it's hooked up to this little outlet thing and um, uses that to control the fan. All right, nice. All right, cool demo. And I have a guide out for that right now. All right, Melissa, who's, who's always been really into home assistant is doing lots of cool home automation projects with the funhouse, I hope I made a board that's that meets your standards of excellence. Yes. Yes. I'm sure there's um, gonna be lots of fans of that guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Thanks Melissa. So much, Check Melissa. out the guide on Learn, folks who want to follow along. Right. Okay. Next, next up, up, Scott. Scott Hello. Let's nerd out about laws, shall we? Yeah. So here in Washington State, we have two broadband bills that passed the. Uh, the Senate and the House, and now they're waiting on the governor. That's what this is showing you. So this is the public portal for Washington State. This is one of the two bills. Uh, and there's a theory that the governor can only sign one of them because they work a bit differently. Uh, but the, the main motivation is giving like public utility districts the ability to service their customers with broadband, uh, which is a good thing. So uh, the regular text of the bill looks like this. And what it is, is it's a diff. So they say for this section, here's the diff. The underlined stuff is new and the crossed out stuff is old. And this just like resonates like, oh, get, get land for me, yeah. right? Uh, so what I've I'm done is do like- a pull request. <laughs> exactly. So what I've done is I've scraped all of the laws. So there's like, laws are codified. Um, so there's literally like known as code. So here's an example. We're in port districts and the powers of port districts. And we can see the table of contents. And this is all ASCII doc. And then what I've done is now I apply the, the changes from the bill to this version, kind of the codified version of the law. So here's a pull request. This is the diff for the pull request um, for the, that particular bill. We can see that like, oh, they add the like this bill allowed cities as well to provide broadband so that's what it's showing us here mm. um and then if you're also curious i i capture each version of the bill as well um so this is the bill as it was introduced by drew and then this is the version as passed by the legislature so you can actually click like um if you want to see just like what the first version was um 
I think that'll show the diff for it as well. So basically, uh, it, the goal is to use uh, GitLab in this case, because I can make all these fake accounts for all these people um, to show off how the laws have changed, how the, the text of the bills changes yeah. over time. Yeah. It kind of like attributes different portions to it. Uh, because there are some people who like don't like these laws who will try to amend them to basically like make them less potent. Um, we want to see like, oh, what was added? Who added some, it? It's something really weird in at the last second and no one gets a chance to read it or something. Yeah, it's hard when it's a multi-page document. Like, yeah. what was the red line? It's like, it's 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 really, really tough yeah. to read. But with this, it's very clear. You can see the right. And without, okay. And like, yeah. instead of outside of, great. So yep. in this case, it seems like it's about the same, but there could be situations where you really want to know what, what change and Git is great at text diffs. Yes, it is. And it, and I like that it's also puts you in more context where like if you look at the original bill text, it just says like, look at this section and this is how it's going to be changed. It doesn't give you all the other sections. Uh, in that yeah, because it's like change this well. line. So it's like, all right, cool. All all right. Right. This is really useful. I hope no one passes a law against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very, we're very lucky in Washington. It's very open. Uh, but there has some been some issues with like the ability to reproduce laws. Yeah, I like that they also have an RSS feed on there. Like, it's kind of yeah, cool. yeah. They do a pretty good job. I think it's some bespoke Microsoft e system they did in like early two thousands. All right, well, I think yeah. coming back and show their progress. Um, it's it's the future. Like you can see, that's what's going to happen eventually. We're all getting a little glimpse of it now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. All right, all right. thanks, Scott. All right, next up, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. What's what's a glowing? <laughs> so this week I'm working on a project using one of these Himalayan salt crystal lamps. Um, they're just lovely. And uh, it's a super simple build. I just stuffed some neopixels inside there and it just turned out beautiful. Uh, what I want to do with this is I want to make kind of a subtle and uh, interesting like a menstrual cycle tracker. So, you know, on days when I'm ovulating, it'll be a specific color. Uh, I can predict my PMS days. And so anybody else in the know will, will know to avoid me, uh, you know, on days when it's flashing red or, or whatever. I'm using a MagTag. So I uh, should be able to um, connect to the Wi-Fi, know what day it is, what day of the month. And uh, there's lots of buttons on here. So I'm gonna plan on doing some UI where you can press the button, you know, um, if your cycle is a little longer or shorter. Um, anyway, this is this kind of the project I'm working on this week. It's just, it's beautiful and I can't stop staring at it, so. Okay. All right. Beautiful and salty. You can lick it. Thanks so much, Aaron. I always thought that was weird. It's like, it's food, but it's a lamp. Yeah, <laughs> All right, thanks, Aaron. They'll be a cool project, very handy, if you want right. to know. Next up, JP, what you got going next on? Up JP. Yeah, so something else that's salty and you can lick is your keyboard, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but <laughs> that's my only segue I could come up with. Uh, but I've been having fun with these little uh, breakouts for mechanical key switches. So you can see these are no solder uh, sockets for plug in different little key switches in, keyboard uh, switches, and they are breadboardable. So I can arrange them into a nice little ergonomic pattern here and then try them out in different arrangements for things like split keyboards or macro pads. Uh, and the setup here, I've just got a Itsy Bitsy M4, I think this one is, or an M0. And I'm running all of these keys as a single NeoPixel strand using the CircuitPython LED animation library. And all I have it doing right now is when I hit a key, I get a different animation pattern and it can send a USB key. I actually turned that off right now so I wouldn't screw with my computer, but uh, I've had this set up just sending the numbers one, two, three, four, and five to change cameras in my broadcast software. Uh, so it's a lot of fun for trying stuff out, which is kind of difficult otherwise with uh, doing, doing custom key switch stuff. Very cool. 
Everybody tune yeah, nice. in tomorrow to JP's show, and we'll have some highlights from some of your recent videos on tonight's Ask an Engineer. Come on by. Thank you. Thank you, JP. Thanks, JP. Keyboard Next master. Up, we're going to go over to Foamy Guy. Hey, Tim. Tim. Hello. How's it going? Doing very well. Thank you. I see so, some really amazing graphics. What's yeah. going on? So this is uh, something I've been working on. It's basically kind of like a Pi Portal remote screen control. So yeah. uh, you have this nice design page. You can drag and drop stuff. It's pretty similar, like if you use PowerPoint or any kind of design tool where you're designing pages. Yeah. Uh, so you can have text. You can do all kinds of fun stuff. We can change fonts. We can change uh, sizes. We can do all of that stuff. Uh, we can change backgrounds. So if we want like a nice bunch of flowers, flowers. or you know, anything. Mm -hmm. So we got this nice design tool. And okay. then the idea is once we save it here, there is code that's running on the Pi portal that's basically just checking no in. Way. What? Uh, this Wait, is change it to flowers. Change it to flowers. Okay, we can do flowers. What? So there it changed to the this little bubblegum stuff or whatever. So we can go back here, we can go flowers. I don't believe it, I don't believe it. Save it again, can let it update here. This is like the promise like, of every mobile thing forever. Like you'll design on your desktop. And oh wait, these flowers are. It'll show up on your. There you go. Nice. So it's a wow. yeah, just a server. It's running on my local network right now, but it could live out on the uh, out on the internet. It's based on uh, Django and then this uh, front end React JS uh, design tool. So that's what I. So it's writing a code.py to the disk. It is no no no. It's just the image. Yeah yeah. It's uh, it's checking uh, to see if the MD5 sum of the image changed, and then it's downloading oh, the new it's image. It's a bitmap. It's not rendering it. Okay. That yeah, makes, yeah yeah. Sorry. It that does, makes it more sense. I was just like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. It does save uh, some JSON for that layout there, um, and yeah. you could download it into the CircuitPy and render it with Display I/O. You could like kind of make shapes and do different yeah. stuff if you wanted to. But yeah, right now it's the full screen. And uh, just one. Cool. Uh, so we do. Uh, Set of bug reports at Adafruit, we do hug reports. One one hug report to uh, to Tim. There's a really neat feature that we're doing with our libraries where you can visualize what where the files go, and it looks like a screenshot from a Mac, but it's not. I know. Yeah. So, excellent work uh, on making things easier. And then this was this is beautiful, amazing, good work. All right, sure. great. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right, yeah. that was a good demo. Nice flowers. All right, next up, we're going to go to Stuart. Hey, Stuart. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to share my screen. Okay. Uh, let me see, make sure I do this right. Okay, oh, entire screen, nope, share. All right, here it is. You can okay. see it? Yeah. Okay, let me uh, go Infinity. to- Infinity. Yeah, let me go to my, okay. Okay. Can you see this? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I made this a year ago. Oh, actually it's, a, it's in my office. Um, I didn't think I was sure, but anyway, it's a what is what it is is a camera here, and this is an auto camera that I got and a little monitor by my desk. Mm -hmm. And what happens is I also have a Nexion uh, display, which is two-way communication with the uh, microprocessor, and there's a 360 um, uh, PI sensor on the other side of the the wall. And uh, what happens is. I also programmed in, can't see it there, I also programmed in a, um, a, a menu so that I could test the motor and the NeoPixel and yeah. back to the main menu. has a has a, um, a combination code on there also. Uh, in addition to that, there's a, uh, I have a little video, I think. Yeah, I had it since last year, so I didn't think I was sure, but I happen to have yeah, it. that's all right. And yeah, when someone that? walks by, it actually goes up, and the NeoPixel lights up. 
and then That's it right. goes back down. Oh. And the reason why I um, I thought of that is because I have a new mechanism. Ah. Because the camera was supposed to go below the um, the cubicle, but what happened was the camera was too heavy, and I had to three D print something on it to support mm -hmm. it. So now I have a better. So I'll re I'll redesign it. All right. So okay. Do the update and come back. <laughs> okay. Thanks. It's, it'll be the sequel. What is the name of the project? Did you did you give it a name? I didn't give it a name. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Cubicle almost like watcher. yeah, it's almost like a periscope. Oh, thing. Yeah. Look at, watching you, watching me. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I love your fun. builds. They're like contraction-y, Really, I love them though. They've got a thanks. lot of personality. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Like the green plastic. It's so good. We're gonna go to okay. So Mark, Mark and then we're gonna go to Dan. Yeah. So keep it a couple of minutes each. And, uh, good. Think, one and a half minutes. Nineteen still might be here, but Nineteen. the camera's off. Okay. We'll, we'll find out. All right, Mark, give us an update. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so I have finally finished my show and tell badge. Yay! Yay. Were those uh, the, is that the DigiKey red thing, or is that you got it from somewhere else? I, I took the red. I got the boards from JLC. Got it. Uh, which matched your badge almost perfectly. Okay, great. I was I forgot where you got the PCB from because we also did a video on the JL PCB. Yeah, and I had actually seen that video right before I ordered these things, so it worked great. And all right, these look great. Yeah, I've in basically incorporated the three things that I'd use the most often. There's a light sensor in the middle that you can barely see, um, which is working. If I cover it, it should change yeah. the animation. And then on the back, there's an IMU, which will detect the motion. And then so yeah, it will now. Detect okay. the tail oh, yeah, back yeah. and forth. That's good. And then, of course, I had to put NeoPixels all over it because that's probably what I've used the most out of everything. Uh, yeah. So it, the last one, I managed to move almost all the traces to the back, so the front is nice and clean. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, uh, right away running something Circuit Python. Uh, I think it was an RP twenty forty feather. And then I ran into a great new problem of making electronics is the IMU I used is now out of stock and I can't get any more. That's Yay. right. <laughs> the video game is now on a harder level for everyone. Yeah. So now I've got a bunch of uh, boards sitting around, which uh, I, I was planning just to assemble to give away to whoever might want one. If anyone that is on show and tell wants one, just let me know and I can probably send one off uh, once I get chips again. Right. Okay. If you think about that, we've all trained for this. We've all been doing video games where you just walk around and look for a crystal. I know. It's you have like, to trade how money am I for it. Get, yeah, yeah. So like, we need the rare shiny. We've been, we've been ready for this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mark. All right, thanks, hey, Mark. thanks a lot. All right, Dan. All right, give us a Dana, one minute update. Play us out. What are you up to? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's see how fast I can go. Um, been working on the Ospoc and been tinkering and fiddling and all of that. Got to. Uh, Motors to uh, to test with, the Rage Bridge. I've uh, been tinkering what uh, microcontroller to go with. Got these, the feathers. I thought it'd be cool to use the, uh, the oh, what do you call this thing? And, and um, the two eyes version. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the, um, the monster mask. Monster mask. Monster. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I figured I'd just take a step back. Uh, I was fussing around uh, on Amazon and happened across a nifty little uh, toy for like 10 bucks. And so I figured I'd, I'd go small, just take a step back and go small for a little bit. So I started 
There you go. Working on this about an hour ago. Put this uh, big old power supply so it'll put out its own two amps with no problem. And oh, tinker with that and I'll upgrade to the big stuff. Looks good. Yeah. That's your scale model and you can figure out what you want to do later. Exactly. All right. All right, keep coming back and show us the progress. You have a great desk, lots of cool stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> Never boring. Managed chaos, uh, questioning on the managed part. That's fine. Okay. It's, it's an empty desk shows an empty mind. Indeed. All right. Thanks, All right. everybody. That is our show tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us every single Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for making this the best half an hour of our lives every single week. Good to see a lot of friends, people we know, people we work with, and then people that we've never met in person, but we just know them for a really long time because technology can also bring people together in addition to completely separating them um, and polarizing them. But it, we can also use it the other way and bring people together. And that's what we do every week on Show and Tell. Okay. So we'll see everybody hey, next week. And Ask an Engineer starts in about a minute or so. All right, everybody.